strike. BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, SAG Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. All right, back here in Auburn as we get ready for game two of this doubleheader. Cougars lost the first two games uh, yesterday, 4 3. Got blown out in game one here today. And uh, trying to make amends here in game three. Brennan Anderson will lead it off for the Cougars. He'll go against Tanner Burns. Burns, a very highly recruited athlete, uh, t- turned down a, m- a million dollars and did not sign a professional contract. And he's pitching here against the Cougars in game three. So Cougars a little bit of an uphill battle against Burns. It should be interesting as Brennan Anderson leads it off for BYU. First pitch to Anderson is down low, ball one. First pitch at 94 miles an hour from the from Tanner Burns, the freshman. Brennan Anderson, the senior out of Draper, takes that one over for a strike. That one came in at 93. I think it's impressive about this kid and also Mize's, their secondary pitches are so yeah, good to go along with that exactly. kind of velocity. Pretty impressive. Here's the pitch to Anderson. Over for call, strike two. Kenneth Fitz is the home plate umpire in game three. Daniel Crooks at first base, Jeff Head at second base, and uh, David Savage down at third. Here's the one-two. Strike three called. Looked like three fastballs. That one at 95, and Anderson goes down on strikes. Four out number one. Looked like Brennan... Must have been sitting on that yeah, uh, had some to kind of a breaking, breaking pitch. Ball. He didn't see one the whole at bat. Just fastball, fastball, fastball. Now Schneeman steps in. Daniel, the shortstop, junior out of uh, Chula Vista, California, steps to the plate, and the first pitch is a little bit outside, ball one. Schneeman won for four in the first game of the doubleheader today. Bright, sunshiny day here in Auburn, Alabama. Pitches outside for ball two. You know, it's it's interesting. The uh, uh, game, even though the game was a blowout, uh, it took less than three hours, two hours and 55 yeah. minutes. It just seemed like we were here for about five. Exactly. A lot of runs early and then kind of A lot of, of malfunctions, yeah. scoreboard, yeah. everything else going on. The uh, 2-0 pitch down low, ball three. Just going to forget that game happened, and we're going to move on. Yep. Tanner Burns, uh, one win, no losses, an ERA of .75. Started uh, two games. Here's the 3-0. That one's over for a strike at 93. Now, you were telling me he is the highest-rated high school player that did not sign. Is correct, that correct? Yeah. It's, it's currently correct. playing college baseball. Correct. Popped up, left fielder coming in. Battling the sun a little bit. He's there and makes the catch. That's uh, Connor Davis. Yeah, he's actually the Gatorade Player of the Year, high school player of the year last year in high school baseball. Like I said, turned down a million dollars out of high school. He's out of Decatur, Alabama. Six foot, 215 pounder. 
So kind of a stocky kid, but, uh, boy, you can see very effortless delivery. Real strong legs, you can tell. And he must have wanted to come to Auburn bad to turn on that kind of money. For sure. Kringlin steps in the left fielder. First pitch, Keaton fouls it straight back. So he's been anywhere between 95 and 93 on the curveball. We really haven't seen too many breaking pitches yet. So really, Auburn, when you look at this team, boy, with Mize and this kid, uh, they're set up for maybe a deep run this year. Yeah, they got some really, really good pitching, that's for sure. Here's the pitch. Kringlin again fouls one straight back. That one at 96. That'd be nice to reach back and get to that anytime you want it. <laughs> Here comes 96. But Burns took a little, looked like he took a little peek over his shoulder at the, he did at the radar time. gun there. Kringlin steps back in. Here's the pitch. Ball fouled off. Keaton good at bat here. Working hard. Again, no balls, two strikes. Kringlin takes a pitch on the inside corner for call strike three. Two strike outs in the inning by Burns. No runs, hits, or errors for the Cougars. We're through a half an inning. Cougars nothing, and Auburn coming to the plate on your BYU Baseball Radio Network. Kenny Sines is a pitcher for the Cougars. Boy, a lot riding on his shoulders today, trying to keep the Cougars in this one. Go against Luke uh, Jarvis, Stephen Williams, and then Brendan Venter, the first three hitters for Auburn. Auburn hitting 325 as a team now after that uh, big first game. As Luke Jarvis steps in, second baseman, first pitch fouled up and out of play. Luke Jarvis uh, in game one was uh, one for three with a pair of RBIs and a couple of walks. Check, swing, foul down the third baseline. And signs uh, throwing strikes here early. That's, that's, that's good news. Yeah, that's a real good sign. <laughs> Absolutely. Jarvis, a senior out of San Diego. 0-2 pitch again, a ball foul down the third base side. Kenny Signs is probably going to be the smallest guy on the field all year long. But he's a bulldog. He really, really, really competes. He really Five, wants to do yeah. well. 5'8", 165 pounder. Signs a transfer out of Oklahoma. He's been disappointed in his first two starts, but he's got really good stuff and really need him to come out here and have a good start for us. Strike three call on the outside corner. So Jarvis goes down on strikes. For out number one, and that'll bring up uh, Steve Williams. Williams wearing number 41, the right fielder. 
He was three for five with a pair of RBIs in the first game today. He's a really good hitter. Stays on pitches, competes. It's a tough out. He's a true freshman, too. Pitch is over for a strike. 0-2. Well, a lot of basketball going on. I'd like to congratulate Lone Peak for their 6A uh, state title and Salem Hills for their 4A state title. I've got a son-in-law who's a coach and a grandson who's on that team. So, Who's playing in the 5A finals, do you know? Uh, you know, I uh, Olympus. Olympus oh, yeah, won. Olymp- oh, they did win. They went undefeated so, the whole year. Good for them. Signs good, Ooh, pitch, good pitch, just missed. Boy, Kenny looks good and confident out there right now. One man out here in the bottom of the first. Signs rocks and fires. That pitch is fouled at the plate. Good pitch. Good pitch. One, two, that's where you need to throw that pitch. Breaking ball down, make him chase. And he did and just barely, barely foul tipped it. Looks like down the left field line they're actually using lawn chairs now. Relaxing and catching some sun. Yeah, they got it's it's kind of a sandy substance underneath the lawn chairs. I walked up yeah. there and looked at it. I guess they can just decide they're on the beach and huh. watching a little baseball. Two balls, two strikes. We're at Hitchcock Field on the campus of Auburn. Here in Auburn, Alabama, about a hundred miles southwest uh, of Atlanta. Cougars will bus up to the uh, an airport hotel tonight and then Catch an early flight in the morning back for Salt Lake and get ready for their home opener next Thursday against Nebraska-Omaha. Pitch is fouled back. Can you tell us much about Nebraska-Omaha? You know, yeah, they got a, a new head coach. It was the second year at Nebraska-Omaha. They had a tough year last year, but uh, they uh, they compete and, and they play hard and they grind out games. So it'll be a tough little matchup. Be a, be real good to be home, though, that's for sure. 3-2 pitch, Williams walks. Brendan Venter now will step in. Venter will step in. He's the leading hitter on this team. He went three for five with a pair of RBIs his last game. Venter now hitting 475 on the year. He's had 40 at-bats, has 19 hits, two doubles, two home runs, 10 RBIs. And that ball hit pretty well. Kringlin right in his tracks. They were battling the sun a little bit, but saw it off the bat and made the catch for out number two. Yeah, the sun's going to be difficult and left in the short and third today for most of this game because we know yesterday at that 5 o'clock start, it was brutal the first couple innings. Connor Davis steps in, left fielder. First pitch is a little bit low, ball one. Defensively, the Cougars with Clausen behind the plate. Sue at first base, Anderson at second, Schneeman is at short, Nate Favero at third, Kringlin in left, McIntyre in center, and Brock Hale in right field. And Noah Hill gets the start as the DH today in game three. 
like you said, that first game, all you can do is laugh it off and just, just move try on. to forget about it. Yeah, there, foul there, definitely, there definitely wasn't any laughs in the dugout in between games. I went down there, and it was somber. They were just kind of sitting there like, what just happened? You know, you don't see that too often. At least these guys haven't, that's for sure. But uh, at the end of the day, they went down that right field line, got ready to go, and said, let's go win a game. Here's the one-two, a little bit high for a ball. So one ball, two strikes, two men out, bottom of the first, no score, BYU and Auburn. Swinging strike three. Kenny signs good first inning here for the Cougars. For Auburn, no runs, hits, or errors, one man left. We're through one complete, no score, Auburn and BYU. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Looks like a 10-second station identification. Nate Favero steps in, pops the first pitch up, shallow center field. Center fielder coming hard. He's going to get there. I think he was expecting the shortstop to make the make the play, and uh, Will Holland, the shortstop, kind of gave up on it, and, short, and the center fielder, uh, Jay Estes, had to come hard and make the catch for out number one. Definitely made it a lot harder than it looked, that's for sure. One man out. And that will bring to the plate uh, Brock Hale, four for four in game one today. First pitch outside, ball one. Here's the 1-0. Brock swings and foul tips it back into the catcher's glove. Well, Brock came into the uh, day hitting 167. He raised his average 96 points with that 4-for-4 effort. Now at 263. Curveball up a little bit high. You know, you watch this delivery by uh, this young guy. Uh, sometimes he kind of, kind of does a little Louis Tiant where he, he kind does, of yeah. delays in the middle of that delivery. Yeah, he'll pause there and then try to quick pitch you. Pop up in the infield. Second baseman out on the grass. He is there, and he'll make the catch for out number two. So quickly, two fly ball outs for BYU. And that will bring to the plate David Clawson. First time Hale has been retired today. So Clawson steps in. David played about half the first game. He went one for two, had a single into right field. Well, it couldn't be a better day for baseball Beautiful here. Day. Just a little bit of breeze blowing from left to right. And not warm at all, just uh, just right. Just right condition. It's probably about 67 degrees. Want to know the count. A little looper into left field. Shortstop going out. He's not going to get there. That'll be a base hit by Clawson. Looked like it might have been off the handle, but Clawson will take it. Single. With two men out, and Noah Hill, the DH, will come up. Yeah, you're facing a guy like this who 
big-time strikeout pitcher, hey, you get a shot to get a hit, you just take it, no matter how hard you hit it. Shortstop shading the six-hole again like he's been doing all series. Noah Hill steps in. First time we've seen Noah in the DH slot, and he hammers one to center. Right at the center fielder. Didn't have to move a step. No, he didn't. Made the play for the out, and the Cougars are retired. No runs, one hit. No errors. And one man left. We're through an inning and a half. No score. Auburn and BYU from Auburn, Alabama on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the second. Josh Anthony will lead it off. He's the third baseman. Josh Anthony, uh, one for three with an RBI in game one. I think he walked three times also and pitches outside for ball one. For Cougars, uh, tuning in, Cougars got beat pretty bad in game one, 21-4. They gave up 12 walks in the ball game. One time, believe it or not, they were up three to nothing after Brock Hill's three-run home run. That's, yeah. That seems like two days ago now. Couldn't ask for a better start of the game. And then it all fell apart. Pitch from... Signs, boy, just a little bit inside. Clawson thought he had him rung up there on the 0-2 pitch. He's ready to throw it around the horn. Kenny's pitch is down low for a ball. As we mentioned, uh, Kenny Signs, warrior number 21. Out of Corpus Christi, Texas, he is a transfer. He's playing his junior year, and he gets... uh, Anthony to strike out. That's the third strikeout by Signs in this ball game. I don't think any stage is big enough for Signs. I mean, he's pitched at Oklahoma. He has, yeah. Like you said, he's a bulldog, very confident kid. Yep, he's had to prove people wrong his whole life, being that he's a smaller kid and great, fantastic kid. Loves BYU. Cut right. First pitch up high, ball one. Right the catcher. Steps in. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's a little bit low, 2-0. Last year, because he transferred last year, but he had to sit out the year. So he was with us all year practicing, and it was driving him insane that he couldn't be a part of that run that we had last year. He's like, I want to be on the mound and help. Pitch has popped up foul. I know at one time they thought he could be the number one guy in the yeah. in the order. I know he struggled a little bit with his command, yeah. but... Uh, well, if they can get him on track and, and throw the ball, you know, the way he can, uh, he certainly will be a big part of that rotation. Absolutely, absolutely, really, really solidify our guys. The other thing, as the ball's fouled straight back, uh, Brady, the freshman from uh, Park City, Coach Littlewood decided to hold him out of the series this weekend due to a little. Uh, tendonitis in the arm, getting ready for the home opener. Yeah, had some soreness and just figured it'd be best to let him rest a week. Popped up, easy play for Sue. Brian Sue, first baseman, makes the play for out number two. Two men out. Jay Estes now will come up. Well, they've got bat girls in the ballpark. They've got a group of girls that do it for both home and the visiting team. That used to be quite the rage around college baseball, but I haven't really seen it that it's much. It's true. I don't see it as much anymore. Popped up again, this one behind the Coach plate. Coach Pratt now. said that when he was here, 
you have to have tryouts for that. Like you sign up tryout, they actually give you like a 50-question baseball quiz <laughs> that you have to pass to know that you know the game of baseball. And I was like, wow, that, they really go all out for that. Pitch is a fly ball. Easy play for Kringlin and left. No, here comes uh, McIntyre over. He'll make the play as the wind kind of blew it over towards center, and the signs works a perfect second inning. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through two complete, no score. Auburn and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs. Brian Sue leads it off for the Cougars. We go to the... Top of the third, no score, Auburn and BYU. Tanner Burns on the hill for the Tigers. And the first pitch, swing and a miss at a fastball for strike one. Sue McIntyre, and then the top of the order, Brennan Anderson. Cougars have one hit in the ball game. That ball is hit out toward the first baseman. He's got it on a couple of big hops. Steps on the bag for the out. One man out. And that'll bring McIntyre to the plate. Mitch McIntyre, center fielder for BYU. Center fielder number six, Mitch McIntyre. McIntyre 0 for 2 in the first game of this doubleheader. Burns working from the windup. First pitch is... Over for a strike. Yeah, you can see that little delay. He yeah. didn't do it that time. Almost a, a bit of a quick pitch right there. Interesting. Keep, keeps changing it up. Pitches down low. One ball and one strike. Came back with a straight change there at 82 miles an hour. He's been as high as 96 miles an hour today. That pitch is down low. Two balls and a strike. He does work quickly. He gets on the mound. He's ready. As a hitter, I like that. I like a guy who can get out there and just get on the mound, especially if you're a defense, you really love it. Well, as a broadcaster, I really, really love it. (laughs) Especially after (laughs) we just had a three-hour game that was brutal. Here's the pitch, and that's outside. Two and one the count. That one came in at 93. That's about where he's been, 93, 94, as high as 96. Straight change there over the outside corner. You know, you could kind of see that coming out of his yeah, hand. Yeah, you did. That one you definitely could. Yeah, didn't have a real good motion. Still tough to you go from 95 to 81. It's a big difference. 3-2. Strike three called. McIntyre goes down on strikes. Four out number two. Well, I'm just telling you, you got guys... Like these two starters that they've got, uh, that's gonna that's gonna put you in pretty good position in every for sure uh, conference series you're in. Be interesting to kind of watch these guys go throughout the year. That pitch is a curveball. It it's about a foot in front of home plate, up and off the catcher's mask. Yeah, he's yet to really find the feel for his breaking ball. Keep the keep me in balls, but 94 is always nice to go back to. That's a pretty good security blanket. Yeah, it sure is. Here's the one ball pitch. Anderson hits this one foul down the third base side. 
everybody kind of looking at each other like, who's going to go get that ball? Oh, they've actually got a ball girl down wow. on the left field line, too. They're everywhere. You know, going back to that test, Yeah, I would think the, the key question of that test would be when to run out and get the bat. Yeah. Make sure the ball is out of play and dead. Exactly. <laughs> I love it in the in the major leagues when they have those ball kids oh. down the line that it's a fair ball that comes down, but it goes foul, and they think it's a yeah. foul ball, so they pick it up, and it's in live play. feel bad for them. 2-1. It's over for a strike. Boy, Brennan looks like he's just sitting on, on that curveball and hasn't seen one yet. He's taking a couple of pretty good pitches to hit. Which isn't like him. He usually really attacks that fastball. That's when he's successful. 2-2, change up, fouled over near the Auburn dugout. Our next broadcast will be Thursday night, 5 o'clock, BYU and Nebraska-Omaha, for home opener. Come out, check out the heated turf and, I guess, big snow, anyway, forecast for today and tomorrow in Utah. Yeah. Here's the pitch, Anderson fouls that one straight back. I've been meaning to take a picture of when all of campus around us is covered in snow and our field is dry. I think it looked pretty cool. I keep forgetting to do it. Here's 2-2. Anderson takes a pitch outside. So is the idea if there's snow in the forecast, you've got baseball coming up in the next few days, to have it turned on. Yeah, you just so turn that do- thing on. So it does not build up, right? Exactly, so that it just when the as soon as the snow hits the ground it just melts. <coughs> Anderson hammers one foul out of play. Now, but I guess it can also melt snow. I mean, Correct, if there's yeah. a couple inches of snow on the it field. It takes longer. It takes a little bit longer just because it, it takes a while to heat it up, especially if your temperature is below 30. But uh, but you definitely can still melt it in a few hours if needed. 3-2. Anderson checks his swing on a pitch way high and inside. So there is some kind of a thermostat that tells it yeah, there's, when it is snowing or you turn it on if there's snow forecast. Yeah, there's a ton of them. There's, we have a huge breaker box out there that basically has temperature gauges and circuit breakers and everything for every, basically, circuit we have on there. So. High and tight. Good at bat by Anderson. Works his way on with a base on balls. So basically it's set right now at like an auto timer of 35 degrees. Anything, when it feels below 35, it turns on so that it can keep that temperature above freezing so that it never gets below freezing and so that the water doesn't stick. Yeah, well, it won't stick. It'll melt at that point, right? We've had a little bit of issues with it, um, overheating, just because we didn't get a ton of time in December and November to troubleshoot it because uh, we didn't get a ton of snow. Until January. Yeah. So, but as of last week, we had all that snow last week when we were in Hawaii, and we were still be able to practice on our field for a few days last week. So it's pretty cool. Quick throw to first base. Anderson back in safely. 0-1 the count on Schneeman. No scores. We play the top of the third here in Auburn, Alabama. Schneeman flew out to left field his first time up in this ball game. And Tanner Burns' pitch is fouled straight back. (laughs) 
Cougars have the lone hit in the ballgame. That was off the bat of uh, David Clausen. Sneeman hits this ball pretty well. Right fielder going back. He's there and makes the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the third. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through two and a half. No score, Auburn and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll go to the bottom of the third. Edward Julian, the DH, will step in. This young man has had quite a series. Had all four RBIs last night to beat the Cougars 4-3. Hit a grand slam and a double late in the game as he was inserted in game one today. So he has eight RBIs in the series. He is now hitting 364 on the year. Boy, like you said, he's got a good swing, good approach to play. Yeah, he does. He really, really gets after it. Fun player to watch. Oh, and to the count to uh, Julian. He's a 6'1", 183-pound freshman. Ball hit up the middle. But Brennan Anderson ranges over, makes the play for out number one. He's human. He does get out. He's coming into this weekend, after this weekend, thinking college baseball is easy. (laughs) Having a career week. Looking like he's the SEC Player of the Week yes, right now. He's got a Where's shot. Going? Number 17, Will Holland. First pitch to Will Holland. The shortstop's up a little bit high. Ball one. Pitch drops in for a strike. One ball, one strike. Kenny signs. That ball hit pretty high. Kringlin going back on the track. He's there and under it. And he makes the catch for the out. With that short porch and high wall, you're never quite Boy. sure. Any fly ball to left, what's going to happen? Boy, got under that just a little bit. The wind kind of blowing in from left as it has yeah. almost all three games. Uh, hurt that one as high as that ball was hit. I'm actually shocked that we've only seen one ball actually hit it. I thought we'd see a lot more hit it this weekend. Casey Jacobson banged one off the wall and just got a single in game one today. Luke Jarvis steps in, and he takes the first pitch up high. Ball one showed bunt there. Got both the uh, first and third baseman moving for BYU. Here, Sines is 1-0. That's outside ball two. Auburn's had one base runner. That was uh, a walk to the second hitter of the ball game. Other than that, uh, Signs has shut this team down. Cougars five wins, five losses. Auburn eleven and zero. They played one road game this year. That ball's hammered. That's the first hit of the ball game. As McIntyre will pick it up. Jarvis, a big turnaround first base, and he'll stay right there. A two-out single, and that will bring uh, Stephen Williams to the plate. Right fielder, number 41, Stephen Williams. 
Williams steps in, left-handed hitter. And the first pitch is just off the plate for mm. ball one. Williams, uh, like you said, true freshman. And this kid, I'll tell you, they've got him in that number two hole. He's a big kid, swings the bat very well. Looks very seasoned as a freshman. There's a base hit into right field. Jarvis will move to third base on the single. And Williams doesn't seem to have any issues hitting the left-hander. No, he doesn't. He sees the ball real well from righties or lefty. Fearless hitter. Has a real good swing. Runners at the corners. Williams is uh, out of Albany, Georgia. First baseman, number eight, Brendan Venter. Brendan Venter now. He flew out to left field his first time up. He'll step in. With runners at the corners here, bottom of the third inning. Signs his first pitch. He is over for a strike. Good changeup right there. Change up at 75 miles an hour. Kenny signs from the stretch, looks at first, rocks and fires, and that pitch is fouled off, 0-2. Big at bat right here. Got to find a way. They're doing a great job the last couple games with two out hitting, scoring some of their runs. So, we'll find a way to get out of this inning. 0-2. Hit into right field. Overcomes Hale. He is not going to get there. One run scores. So, three consecutive singles. Great effort by Brock Heller as he dove. Just missed it. Yeah, I thought he was going to get there. I thought he was going to hang up just enough, and the wind was pushing it towards right but just got under his glove when he made the full dive. So runners at the corners again. They've scored a run here in the third. And that will bring Connor Davis to the plate. Davis, right-handed hitter, struck out his first time up. First pitch is outside for a ball. Three consecutive hits here by the Tigers. Put them on the board. That ball's fouled off. One ball, one strike, two outs, two on. They were showing the Auburn basketball game here on the big screen. They were ahead of South Carolina by 10 with a couple of minutes left. I think with a win there, they won one of the... Uh, I think they're in the West. Sure. I think they're in the West, yeah. right. Yeah, first time they've won that in I don't know how long. Two balls and a strike. 
And here's Sines' pitch. Ball fouled off. Now some girls trying to get out of the way of that one. I think it just missed them. They were trying to move so quickly that they just kind of froze and couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't move. But the ball ended on the seat right next to them. It's always funny to watch the fans' reaction <laughs> when the ball comes that that way. Two balls, two strikes. Pitch fouled off. Back up off the top of the press box here and back onto the field of play. So signs, uh, really not an issue of command today. uh, He's uh, been around the zone, throwing the ball well. That pitch is down in the dirt. Throw down, and he is going to be safe, and the run scores. Bad throw there by Tlaassen. Yeah, it wasn't a good decision. Short hop the second baseman who couldn't come up with it, and the runner from third advance. Ball's in the dirt, and he just tries to throw it to second when the guy beat He was going to beat it, even on a good throw. Short hops it, and the runner from third scores. Just a mistake that can't happen, yeah, just really. Just a mental error there. Yeah, can't happen. You don't mind the physical errors. I mean, you mind them, but not yeah. nearly as much as those mental errors. For sure. Especially when you literally give up a run because of it. Two to nothing now for Auburn. And here's the pitch. Line drive. Base hit into right field. Another one. Four straight hits now by Auburn. And they lead three to nothing. I'll tell you, this team goes the other way so they well. They really do. Especially with two strikes. They're really good. At just putting the ball in play. They don't strike out a ton. And multiple times in game one today, same thing. 0-2, 1-2, flick the ball the other way for a single and an RBI. Did it again. Well, Mike Littlewood, that's it for signs. He's gone to the bullpen. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Like Inouye, the new pitcher for BYU. Inouye brought into the ball game here today. 2.84 earned run average. This will be Blake's uh, fourth appearance. He's thrown six innings, given up four hits, three runs. Has seven strikeouts in those six innings. And opponents are hitting 182 against Inouye. So he's had a good start to his BYU career. We're in number 14 for the Cougars. He is a J.C. transfer out of Henderson, Nevada. Third base number three, Josh Anthony. So anyway, on with the runner at first base. Auburn has scored three runs in the inning on four consecutive base hits, and the first pitch is up a little bit high for ball one. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That hit him. Came in and hit Josh Anthony. So a hit batter will put runners at first and second base. Looked like he tried to throw a change right there and just got away from him. Yeah, just left it up and in, and it barely nicked him, but just enough. Brett Wright steps in. 
He popped up to the first baseman, Brian Sue, his first time at the plate. And the first pitch is up high for ball one. Well, this Auburn team has shown what they can do on the mound and also swing the bats. Ball pop up and out of play. They come into uh, the second game here hitting 323 as a team. They've hit a pair of home runs in this uh, series. But... Uh, Boy, I just I just love their approach. They yeah, get they down, do they get job. down the count, and they just put the ball in play. Usually the other way. Yeah, they really, really compete at the plate. They don't give too many bats away. They're going to be a good team. Be interesting to follow them the rest of the year. Two balls, one strike, two men out. Ball fouled off. Signs retired the first two hitters of the inning. Yeah. Julian and Holland. And since then, there's been four consecutive hits and a hit batter. And the Tigers have scored three runs. Runners at first and second base. And here's the pitch from... In a way, and that's down low for a ball, ball three. When look at the lead that uh, Anthony has at first yeah, base. That's a huge one with, for, with uh, Sue playing deep. He's a good 20, 22 feet off the bag there. 3-2, runners going, popped up, playable. Sue coming in, first baseman, he's there and makes the catch for the out. And the Cougars retire, but not before three runs on four hits. No errors, two runners left. We're through three complete. Auburn three, BYU nothing on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Kringlin, Favero, and Hale do up here in the fourth inning for the Cougars. They're down three to nothing here in game two of this doubleheader. Keaton Kringlin struck out looking his first time up. Keaton hitting 294 as he enters the box, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. Kringlin, the left fielder for the Cougars. Here's the pitch from Burns. Ball hit pretty well. Left fielder going back. It's up in that wind, knocking it down a little bit. Now he's got to come in a couple of steps. And Kringlin, a long fly ball out to left field for out number one. That'll bring Nate Favero to the plate. Uh, Favero flew out to center field his first time up there. Cougars one hit in the game. That was by uh, Clausen back in the second inning in the first pitch. 
looked like a straight change over at 81 miles an hour. Yeah, real good pitch. A little See, quick pitch quick there. Pitch. Yeah, that's over for yeah. a strike. Didn't even kick the leg up. Should just, be illegal. Just, just went right into the, the motion. Here's the 0-2 to Favero. Ball hit up the middle. Second baseman ranges over. He's got it, and he'll throw Nate out. You know, I've never seen a, you know, I've seen relievers do that a little yeah. bit. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a starter use it as much as we've seen it here today. Yes, yeah, it's, it's different. It's definitely deceptive because, I mean, that, that pitch 100% caught Brock off guard. Yeah. Not Brock, but uh, Nate. Nate. Hale steps in, fouls the first pitch off. That came in at 94. Brock Hale, 4 for 4 in game one. He's 0 for 1 today. Pitch is down low. You know, he's, he seems like he's relying mostly on fastballs and change-ups right now. Just hasn't been able to really get good command of his breaking pitch. For sure, definitely. There's the breaking pitch, and it's down low. Yeah, every single one of those has been in the dirt, his breaking ball. Two balls and a strike to uh, Brock Hale. Pitches just off the inside corner, three and one. That was at 93 miles an hour. Well, he's he's built like a pitcher, like really you is. said, big, solid legs, and just effortless uh, motion. Hale hits his ball pretty well. Left fielder going back, looking up. Hale has gone out of here for the second time as it hit off the uh, scoreboard and came back into the field of play. So Brock Hale is second home run of the series. Three to one now the score. Brock's seeing the ball really well here today. Yeah, it's good to get him back going again. Big time swing. That's what four hundred foot shot there to left center. It was hard. It was weird because it you thought it hit the scoreboard, but you weren't hundred percent sure because yeah. the way the left fielder was kind of. I, I think it actually hit the uh, the uh, brick. The brick there, yeah. Uh, pillar holding the scoreboard up. One yeah. of the big brick pillars. They, they tried to make this look a little like Camden Yards with the red brick. Yeah, they did. And um, uh, done a nice job. It's a, it's a great facility. First pitch is up high for a ball. They were talking to a couple of the radio guys, and they said, do you like this one? He said, I would rank this probably number 12 out of 14 in the SEC. Hmm. Crazy. He was telling me that Texas A&M is right in the middle of building a $10 million women's softball field right now. Wow. Wow. And aren't they paying their football coach $10 million a year now yeah, or something Sumlin like that? Yeah, someone went there. Or no, someone left there. But and the, uh, the Jumbo Fisher. Jimbo's there. You're right. Crazy. Two-ball pitch is down low. Well, well the, you, no, the, you, no, the knock on the freshman, though, for what Trent Pratt was saying on the scouting report is that he got beat up a little bit in the fall. He got hit, and when he got hit, he gets rattled a little bit. So, And he hasn't been hit yet this year. So, you know, if you can find a way to... Attack him, hit him a few times, you know, you can get after him. Well, after giving up the home run, he threw three straight balls, and he came back with a strike to Clawson. David is uh, 
One for one today, a single into right field. That's down, low ball four. So a home run and a walk. And the Cougars bring the potential tying run to the plate in Noah Hill. Head coach now, Butch Thompson out. Thompson um, is a longtime Auburn guy, and then he went to Mississippi State as a pitching coach. He's really known as kind of a pitching guru. He's developed a lot of great pitchers, as we've seen this weekend. And I think I think this is his third year back at Auburn, kind of putting things back in place. Yeah, and uh, he's doing a good job. I mean, yeah, you got to be so impressed. I mean, it's, it's funny that you say that about developing pitchers. Me and Coach Herring in the hotel last night were wondering about Mize. Like, hey, what is this guy's deal? I'd never heard of him out of high school. Well, he wasn't very high. I mean, he was like the 150th prospect in the, in the country pitcher. Never threw a fastball over 91 in high school, and you know he comes he comes here. And after a few years under Butch, he's 97-mile-an-hour guy, 98, sitting at like 94, 95, and special. So he does some really good things with these guys. And now Mize has a chance to make a lot of money. Noah Hill steps in. With a runner at first base, two men down. Cougars have put one across on the Brock Hale home run. Pitch is over for a strike, and like we say, that ball was hit to the deepest part of the ballpark against the win. So Brock, a couple of home runs here. One in game one, one in game two. And I think uh, Brock is back, is on track now. Yeah, for sure. It's exactly Pitch, what we needed. Pitch is a little low for a ball. And, you know, and you can kind of throw that Hawaii series out because you and I were there. Yeah. He hit three or four balls that would have been out of this park for easily. Sure. For sure. But in his mind, he was so frustrated. By the end of that trip, he's like, I never want to come back to Hawaii again. Pitch to Hill is up high. I mean, it was unheard of. The guy goes four games and doesn't get one hit. I've never seen that with that guy. He's a 400 career hitter. He's He can hit. So he was frustrated. Good to see him back on track, though. Two balls, one strike, two outs. Pitch to Hill. Quick throw down to first base. Back in safely is Clawson. Auburn's been to the College World Series four times, 1967, 1976, 1994, and then... 1997, so it's been over 20 years since this team wow. has been to the College World Series. They were in the regionals last year and also in 2015. The pitch is over for a strike. See if Noah can hit, hit something in the gap here with DC running on this full count. Here's Burns' pitch. Strike three called. Noah thought the pitch was down a little bit, and Burns records a strikeout. One run, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through three and a half. 3-1, Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the four, three-one. Auburn leading BYU. JST seven, eight, nine, two up for Auburn here in the fourth against uh, Inouye, who came in in relief of Signs in the last inning. Pitches over for a strike. You know, Signs, I mean, was just cruising. He really was. 
And then four consecutive hits. Coach Littlewood didn't like what he was seeing, so he brought Inouye into the ball game. Inouye's pitch is outside for a ball. There's a nice fastball on the outside corner at 87. One Blake, ball and two strikes. Blake's been a pleasant, pleasant surprise this year. Came in and has a walk-on kid. Really wanted to be here and done a good job in the bullpen so far this year. Curve ball grounded down the third baseline. Favaro up with it, throws the first. Not in time. Just a little swing and bunt down that third baseline. And you just, uh, boy, it's just been one of those days, Auburn, every time they, they make contact, it seems like that ball's going to find a hole. It is. Hit, even on that one, a great pitch. Exactly what we want to do, and he nubs it for an infield single. That'll bring up uh, Julian, who uh, grounded out his last time up. Edward Julian, eight RBIs in the series. And the first pitch to Julian is a changeup that's outside for a ball. Quick throw to first base, and the runner back in safely. Julian grounded out to Anderson his first time up there. Another throw to first, and again, Estes back in safely. Estes on the year. Does have one stolen base. Pitch is just off the plate. Hmm. 2-0. Close pitch right there. It's a good hitter here. You don't want to fall fall down 2-0-2 like this. Got to find a way. Pitch is off the plate. 3-0. Currently no one in the bullpen for the Cougars. Warming up. And here's a 3-0 pitch. That's up a little bit high, I guess, as he walks on four pitches. So a single and a walk. And Will Holland, the shortstop, comes up. Probably bunt First right here. 17, Will Holland. Holland steps in. Probably a sacrifice situation here with a three-run lead in the middle part of the game. 
Holland flew out to left his first time up. He's swinging away and fouled it straight back. Cougars were looking, but Schneeman was on the move. Yeah, they were. He was going over to cover third base with Favero charging. And Holland, big hack at it, fouled it straight back. In a way, makes a move to second base. No throw made. There's a squares the bunt, takes the pitch a little bit outside. One ball and one strike. Holland, number nine hitter in the order. He was one for two with uh, three RBIs in game one today. He is currently hitting 316 on this 2018 season. Put a play on where they throw back behind the runner with Anderson covering second base and the runner back in standing up safely. Timeout uh, called. Anyway, his dad, of course, played for BYU, right? Uh, yep, he did. And living down in the uh, Las Vegas area. And walked on for the Cougars, and uh, you can never have enough good arms. That's a strike. Good pitch right there. One and two. But I would think's off now with two strikes. Yep. Need to get a strikeout or a pop-up right here. I'll take a double play ball as well. Three-one Auburn leading BYU as we play the bottom of the fourth inning here in Auburn, Alabama. Curve ball. It's up high, and the count evens up at two balls and two strikes. Cougars all-time against the SEC. Well, they were 8-8 eight eight coming into this series. Now they're 8-10. Eight, eight wins, 10 losses. There's a ball hit down to just past Favero. Looked like it might have nicked off his glove. Penguin comes up, throws home. Runner scores easily. Yeah, Nate, Nate. I think it just hit off uh, Favero's glove. He kind of had a delayed reaction to it. Maybe that sun that's right there in his eyes. Didn't see it really good off the bat because he kind of waited to dive for that and felt like if it went right away, he might have had it. Ball was hit hard enough he, if he had been able to feel it. I think they probably could have turned two. Yeah, for Luke sure. Jarvis. Luke Jarvis now steps in. He's one for two, a strikeout and a single. Runners at first and second base. Still nobody out. 4-1 now the score. And the pitch from Winaway is blasted down the right field line. That is a foul ball. Boy, foul by just inches. That would have cleared the bases. 
right down in the corner. Cougars, uh, not sure who's left out there in that bullpen. Not a lot of guys left, that's for sure. I think Zimmerman could come back. Yeah, he could. He was under 30 pitches yesterday. Sudrith and, and and still Burr up and some of those guys right. only through one inning, so they could come back and throw. They actually had Hayden Rogers on the list too, since he didn't throw a ton of pitches in the first. If they absolutely needed him. Pitch just off the plate. One ball and one strike. No announced attendance for game one. Last night they had uh, about 3,300 in the ballpark. Not quite as many today with everything going on. Swing and a miss. One and two. Good change there by Inouye. And here's Blake's pitch. Curveball down low, ball three. Three, two. Here's the pitch. Fly ball. Kringlin going back, way back. And Kringlin unable to make the play. Two runs are going to score on the triple off the bat of uh, Luke Jarvis. When that ball left the bat, I didn't think it was hit all that well. I thought that was going to be an easy out, but it just went to that deep corner again. And Kringlin almost had a shot to catch that. I actually think it tipped off his glove yeah. on kind of a sideways dive over yeah. the shoulder. He was battling the sun mainly, yeah. and I think he just didn't look like he had a good look at the ball. Yeah. Very unsure going back, and then, uh, like you said, kind of dove at the last minute, kind of a sideways dive and just unable to come up with it. So Auburn with three more. So far here in the bottom of the fourth, they lead 6-1. to one. Still nobody out, and Stephen Williams is the hitter. There's a ball hit fouled on the first base side. Sovereign team, six runs on seven base hits. The other problem with that left field little alley out there is, you know, Kringlin never having played here. Yeah. you, you got to keep that in mind. I'm, I'm wondering sure. if I'm going to run into the wall or exactly. if I'm going to be back in that little angled area. Because a normal wall, you would have hit it right. for how far back it got in there. Curveball inside. One ball and two strikes to Stephen Williams. He's walked and singled in the ball game. The pitch is up high and outside for ball two. In a way, with the 2-2 pitch, ball fouled at the plate. 
Cougars have brought the right side of the infield in. Shortstop, third baseman. Anderson and uh, Suet on the right side are back in their normal infield positions. Pitch is a little oh. bit inside for a ball. Close one there. I bet if Clawson squeezes that, he might get that strike three call. In a way, really battling out there, throwing a lot of pitches here in the inning. Still nobody out. 3-2 pitch, ball line foul. Into the uh, seats down there, down the right field line. Everybody clap your hands. They've got one level of seats that go all the way from the dugout, all the way to the outfield walls. And they could easily add on to the main grandstand portion. There's a ball hit past Favero. Williams kind of a little inside-out swing. He singles in another run, 7-1 now for Auburn. There have been four hits in the inning along with a walk. Auburn has scored four times. I'll tell you, when this team gets on a roll... They, they really they, they put uh, They put uh, hits in bunches together. They really do. First baseman number eight, Brendan Binter. Brendan Venter steps in. He's one for two. Had an RBI single his last time up. Pitch from Inouye is down low, ball one. Cougars do have a right-hander throwing in the bullpen. And here's Inouye's 1-0 pitch. That's over for a strike. Yeah, a scary team is a confident team, and these guys are undefeated on the year, playing with so much confidence right now that they can't do anything wrong. I mean, every good pitch you throw, they find a way to put it in play and get a hit. 1-1 pitch, ball foul down the third base side. So one and two, Cougars need a ground ball here, get a couple outs. Get themselves righted and back into this is uh, Auburn with three in the third, four more here in the fourth. And still nobody out. Pitch from Inouye's up high. Two balls, two strikes. Got the lights on in the ballpark here. Even though... That ball drilled to left. That ball's going to drop in off the wall. Kringlin has to chase it down, and they'll hold the runner at third base. That ball hit right off the base of the wall, and Keaton had to just run kicked. about 50 feet in toward the infield to pick that ball up. Double by Venter. Almost came all the way back into the infield. Runners at second and third base now. Thank you. 
Lawson will go out and talk with uh, Inouye. And the right-hander, Connor Davis, do up. He had an RBI single his last time up. Then six guys come to the plate in the inning. Five base hits and a walk. And now Mike Littlewood out. Slowly walking to the mound. And he brings the infield in with him. Hasn't made a move toward the uh, bullpen yet. Yeah, I think he's just giving Perone a little bit more time to get going in the pan. Yeah, we're going to get a pitching change. We'll take it. Let's take a two-minute break. Be back with uh, more Cougar baseball action after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Perone comes in for the Cougars in relief of uh, Inouye. As uh, Auburn has unleashed his offensive attack. Seven runs, nine hits just in the last two innings. And there's still nobody out here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Connor Davis will be the hitter. He'll come in against uh, Perone, who threw an inning uh, face three batters. And did not give up a hit in the first game today. So Perone will... Step on the rubber, and Connor Davis, the left fielder, will come to the plate. Cougars back in the infield on the left side, up on the right side. And here is the first pitch to Davis, and that is outside for ball one. Pitch has popped up. Right field. Over goes McIntyre. Now he's called off by uh, the right fielder, Brock Hill. A run will score on the sacrifice fly. As Williams scores from third base. That's the thing about this Auburn team, too, is they make productive outs. You know, rarely do they get out in that situation where they just need to put a ball in play to score a run. They do a good job. They definitely execute. Yes, they do. That'll bring Josh Anthony to the plate. First pitch is up high, ball one. Anthony has struck out and been hit by a pitch in today's game. Fastball just off the plate. And the count, two balls, no strikes. Anthony walked three times in game one today. Swing and a miss. Good fastball there at 89 from Perone. Pitches foul tip back into the catcher's glove. This will be the last doubleheader the Cougars are scheduled to play this year. You, know, you never know with weather and 
other potential issues, but uh, puts a lot of pressure on the staff, especially when game one went the way it went. Yeah. Pretty good pitch there, just a little bit high and tight for ball three. Ball four. And runners at the corners. And the number nine guy to come up in the in the inning, Brett Wright, the catcher, steps in. He's popped up twice, both times to uh, Brian Sue. The other catcher, number 22, Brett Wright. I just need to get a ground ball right here. Doesn't run very well at the plate. Find a way to get out of this inning. Right steps in. First pitch on the inside corner for a strike. Perone from the stretch. Curve ball drops in again for calls strike two. Brett Wright, the catcher. He's caught uh, got game one, most of game two, and back here in game three. Pitches up high for a ball. Prone again with runners at the corners. And here is the pitch. Runner going from first base. No throw made. Anthony, big jump. Picks up a stolen base. And the count goes to two balls and two strikes. So now double play ground ball, not a possibility. As Perone delivers, and that pitch almost got away from Clawson. Pitch in the dirt, and now full count on Perone. There have been two walks in the inning, and four base hits. Perone's 3-2. I did. Said he did not go on the check swing. So bases are loaded. And Jay Estes comes up. Estes steps in. He is uh, 
One for two today. Single his last time up. And the first pitch from Perone is inside. Ball one. Perone pitched a perfect inning in game one here today. There's a fly ball. Should be an easy play for Brock Hill. See if they send the runner from third base. Here's the catch. And he will not be coming. Hale, good arm there. So two men are out. Still bases loaded. And that will bring uh, Julian to the plate. Hoping they're going to send him there because Brock had him hosed there. Been nice to pick up another out. Well, Julian's up there with bases loaded. Seen this before. Hit a grand slam in game one today. Hit a three-run home run yesterday. It's funny, he looks like one of the smaller guys on this team, but he's the one that's shown the most power. There's a one hopper out to Schneeman. He's got it. He'll step on the bag at second, and that will do it for Auburn in the inning. They got five runs in the inning. They leave 8-1 or after four on your BYU your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. This is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll go to the fifth inning. 8-1, Auburn over BYU. Brian Sewell lead it off for the Cougars. Sue grounded uh, out to the pitcher his first time up. And the first pitch from Tanner Burns outside, ball one. Here's the one ball pitch, and that is outside, ball two. Well, it's tough enough when you fall behind big to a team, but especially when you've got a kid like this on the yeah, mound. That, makes it real tough. That uh, is this good. Pitches over the inside corner. Yeah, you know in a game like this with an arm on the mound like this, you just got to keep it close, and then it blows up like this and makes it tough offensively. Because now you feel you got to go out there and do more than you need to to try to get back in the game, which makes it tough. Sue fouls the pitch off. Well, in talking to a bunch of people up here, including their radio people, uh, they were talking about this kid and how impressive he is. Boy, is he ever. Pitches down low for a ball. Yeah, statistically, he's their best guy this year, and he's he's a special young talent that Coach Thompson's pretty happy he has for the next couple of years. Ball hit pretty well by Sue. Center fielder coming in. He's not going to get their base hit to lead off the fifth inning by Brian Sue. Crazy thing is if uh, Burns was 6'3", 6'4", he'd have been offered even more than he was at a high school, and he probably wouldn't be here. Nowadays, you see major league pitchers are all 6'3 and above. They didn't see what round he was selected in. Yeah, I didn't either. But we do know that he was... uh, here we had a couple of scouts telling us before the game that we're here to watch him that they uh, they turned down a million dollars at a high school to come here. Which those guys would know. <laughs> McIntyre steps in. Runner at first base for the Cougars. First pitch to Mitch. Change up over for a strike.
McIntyre hits the ball well. Center fielder, however, going over in the alley and left makes the play for the out. As we were talking about uh, in last night's game, the SEC is uh, testing a uh, communication between the pitching coach and the catcher to call the pitches, kind of like on a quarterback helmet in the NFL. Yep. So you don't go through a series of signs. You literally tell the guy in his ear what uh, pitch you want, which is uh, pretty innovative. Absolutely. I think it's kind of cool. What I like about it is just the, the speed of play, pace of play. You know, how many times you see a catcher looking over there, looking for signals, looking for signals, looking for signals, and it takes forever. You never see him even one time having to look. Yeah, he can talk about location. He can talk about what pitch. You know, and as I look in the Auburn dugout, I I don't see the guy, I don't think, that's communicating. He might be sitting back on the bench. So the guy that's actually communicating is the guy that's sitting down. Oh, right there by the right entry? Right there by the entryway, okay. yeah, with the little chart. So you can't even tell that he has a microphone yeah. by him. That ball hammered by Anderson. Center fielder coming over, makes the catch. Boy, Brennan hit it hard. Good play by Estes out there. That was a good swing. Got an elevated breaking ball that he hit well. Two men out, and Schneeman comes up. So Daniel Seaman, the Cougar shortstop, 0 for 2 in this game. In the game earlier, he was 1 for 4, hitting 214 as he enters. And that ball's ripped into left. That's a base hit. Sue around second base. He'll end up at third base, and the Cougars will have runners at the corners for Kringlin coming to the plate. Yeah, nice to see Schneeman have a little bit of success today as well. A couple of hard-hit balls, had that nice triple, and he also lined up to second in one of his at-bats in game one. But we can get him and Brock and those guys going with the other guys. Good things are going to happen. Yeah, it's a crappy weekend pitching-wise, right? It's frustrating, but this team's still really good. And there's a lot of hope this team's going to do a lot of good things and get home, play in front of our fans, and get things rolling. Kringlin steps in. With runners at the corners, first pitch, Keaton fouls it off. Kringlin struck out looking in the first, lined out to left field in the fourth. Cougars have had some good looks here in the inning. Anderson certainly hit the ball hard. And McIntyre hit the ball pretty well, too, the two outs of the inning. Keaton fouls this one down the first base side. Pitch to Kringlin up high. A ball and two strikes. We're in the top of the fifth here. One, two, that's outside. That was at 93. 
Now the catcher out to talk. I'm sure they'd like to get him through this inning so he could pick up the potential win. For, for sure. And Kringler would like to extend this inning with a base hit and knock a, at least one guy in. Two and two, here's the pitch. Keaton, boy, great play by the first baseman. Caught the line drive right on the bag. Right on the bag. Kringland lines out, and the Cougars are retired in the inning. No runs, two hits, no errors, two runners left. We're through four and a half, 8-1, Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alex Perron. Back out on the hill for the Cougars as we go to the bottom of the fifth. 8-1 Auburn over BYU. Auburn also won game one. There's a ball hit very well deep left field. Kringlin goes over, and he'll make the catch for out number one. So Holland flies out. And that will bring up uh, Luke Jarvis. Sun's almost down here, so... uh, Nobody should be inhibited defensively. Maybe Kringlin a little bit. Yeah, Kringlin still has his glove up there a little bit, trying to protect the sun. Curveball to Jarvis is uh, up a little bit high. Jarvis uh, hit a triple off Kringlin's glove in the left center field alley his last time up. Scored a pair of runs. Throwing a bit line shot over the glove of Schneeman out to Kringlin. So a solid single by Jarvis. He's got three consecutive hits. That'll bring up Stephen Williams. Right fielder number 41, Stephen Williams. Williams steps in. And Perone's first pitch is down low, ball one. The thing I like about Williams is two for two in this ball game. And it was three for five in the first game today. He's hitting 386, but, boy, he just seems like the game is slow for him. He's a true freshman. Yeah, Yeah, that's the amazing thing. I mean, the kid just... You know, just takes his time, gets in, and just hits the ball hard every time up there, it seems like. Gone the opposite way a couple times down the line when he's gotten behind in the count. He just, just hits it where it's pitched. Yeah. yeah. You could tell why he was such a high prospect out of high school. We're... Jim Norton, my brother's here with me, lives up in Greenville, North Carolina, said that uh, both Williams and the pitcher uh, Burns were both expected to be drafted in the first round of last year's Major League Draft. When they weren't, they both decided to come to Auburn. So as a college baseball coach, you like to sign those kids, but, boy, you just never know. You never know. Until school starts that first day. Yeah. If they're in class or not. And, boy, those two guys, you talk about difference makers for this Auburn team. Yeah, definitely. Can you imagine where they'd be at if guys like that would assign They would assign the contract. Now they're like, oh, don't have our two best players. 
Here's the 1-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. 1-2. and two. And the thing I love about college baseball is that you either have to be age eligible or grade eligible to get drafted. So once he's here, he's going to be for, here for at least two, most likely three years. Now a timeout called by Williams as uh, something happened. I think a necklace broke. Reached swung over too hard. Gave, uh, <laughs> gave the third base coach something. Some kind of piece of jewelry. That was a pretty good hack there by Williams. It's about the first time we've seen him swing and miss in the yeah. entire series. It's so true. Pitch is just off the plate for a ball. Definitely been different umpiring here down south compared to in the west and in Hawaii. Those guys had some bigger zones. Real tight and consistent down here in SEC country. Jerome's pitch is outside for ball three. Count goes full. With one man out here in the bottom of the fifth inning. There's the ball hit out to Anderson. Could be two on to second for one. The return to first, not in time. No throw even made there. That ball, pretty tough play for Anderson. Had to kind of back up a little bit to make the play. and They got the lead runner, two men out. And Venter will step in. Brendan Venter is a two for three on the day. They just look up and down this lineup. There's just not too many outs. A lot of guys that are batting above 300 and really confident right now. Here's the pitch. Inner swings and misses. Ball gets away from Clawson. That was funky. Looked like he reached in his glove to grab the ball, and it just kind of popped up out of his hand. Then he couldn't find it. The runner at first base was thinking about advancing. And then finally uh, David found it, was able to retrieve it and keep that runner at first base. That ball ripped the left base hit. Kringlin on one hop picks it up. Brennan Venter continues his toward hitting. Three hits in this ball game. Three hits in game one today. The average got to be a little bit over four, uh, 500 now for the season. It's probably going to be right at that mark. Connor Davis steps in. Still got people sitting in the parking garage watching. He's one for two today with a pair of RBIs. Two men out. Perone trying to get that final out here in the fifth inning, and that pitch is uh, down a little bit low, ball one. Perone's 1-0 pitch. That one's on the outside corner. Nice breaking pitch. 
One ball and one strike. Home opener next Thursday, 5 o'clock at uh, Larry Miller Field. 5 o'clock Thursday and Friday, uh, Saturday morning at 11. Fastball. Little fly ball out into center field. McIntyre coming over. He's there and makes the catch for the out. That'll do it for Auburn in the inning. No runs on two hits. No errors and two runners left. We're through five complete. 8-1. Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. New pitcher for Auburn is Peyton Glavin. Glavin into the ball game. And if that uh, name sounds familiar, it is Tom Glavin's son. He's pitching here for Auburn. So Glavin on the hill in relief of uh, Burns, who went five innings as the pitcher of record. First pitch to Favero is a little bit outside for ball one. Peyton Glavin is the name. This will be his third appearance. Pitch is over for a strike, 85 on the fastball. As fun it it would be to have a big leaguer as a dad, it would also be a lot of pressure when it came to your career. Glavin has thrown two innings, has not given up a hit. Has four strikeouts, opponents hitting zero off of Glavin. And that pitch is over for a strike. One and two. There's a ball hit pretty well. Left fielder going back. It's going to be in the corner. Favero around first base. And Favero with a double. And that's the first hit Glavin's given up in his collegiate career. Really good piece of hitting right there by Nate. Just took the breaking ball and hit it down left field line. And the left fielder was shaded towards the line, and he still was able to beat him. Kind of slicing away from him. Yeah. And ended up right in the corner. Brock Hale now steps in. Well, the big guy's out of the game now. Let's, let's have a little fun here and uh, see what we can make of this, huh? Put together some runs here and make this thing interesting. I've seen crazier things. Brock Hale comes to the plate. He homered his last time up in the fourth. And he hammers one foul down the left field line. People were walking out of the ballpark. I'm telling you, you better be aware because that ball just about plunked the guy in the head. Yes, it did. Here's the 0-1 pitch. And that ball's drilled into right center field. That's going to be in for extra bases. A run scores. And Brock Hill in with a double. Back-to-back doubles off of Glavin. And that will bring Clausen uh, to the plate. Hill's got both RBIs in the ballgame. And Auburn with a right-hander down throwing. Two, 
Clausen, slightly open stance to the plate, batting from the left side against the lefty Glavin. And the first pitch, slow curveball drops in at 72 miles an hour. Yeah, real, real slow, over-the-top curve. can really see it out of his hand, though. He's got to sit on it and drive it the other way. He's got a lot of the same characteristics as his dad. I'm not saying he's, a, you know, he's as good a pitcher, but you can kind of see yeah. a resemblance in his delivery. Of course, uh, Tom Glavin, one of the all-time greats with the Atlanta Braves. A ball and a strike. Here's the pitch. That ball's hit right at the shortstop. He's got it, throws the first for the out. It's got uh, Peyton Lavin's home as uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. I think that's a suburb of uh, Atlanta. What, were you, what was uh, Coach Thompson telling you, that there's 500? 500 Division One caliber players in the Atlanta. Every year? Yeah, in the area. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's just an unbelievable talent in that area. Here's Glavin's pitch to Noah Hill. He swings and misses for strike one. Owen won the count to Hill. And the pitch to Noah is up high for a ball. Well, in a day, the Cougars have been beat around a little bit. Uh, Brock Hale has certainly done a good job. He's got six hits in this doubleheader. And Brock has come out firing. Ball's foul at the plate. Funny story about that is he's just mentioned that. In BP today, Brock's just kind of doing his normal thing. I said, hey, Brock, smile. You're going to get six hits today, and then thank me later. And he just smiled and laughed at me, so I can't wait to say, hey, thanks, Brock. It's good to see him smiling again. Six hits, five RBIs, two home runs, a couple of doubles. And a kid that came in hitting uh, 176 has uh, done a nice job of boot, uh, moving that up. Ball uh, grounded out to the first baseman. He knocks it down, steps on the back for the out. Brock moves up to third base on the ground out. Cougar just unable to put together any real crooked numbers, big innings here in this series. Number 13, Brian Thu. You know, they've got six hits in this game. They had eight hits in, in game one today. be really big if we can find a way to get this run right here with two outs. Cut it to five. Pitch to Sue is a slow curve ball that drops in for a strike. Looks like Glavin doesn't have the real velocity that we've seen some of the other Auburn pitchers have, but uh, able to throw strikes. That one's a little high. One ball and one strike. Yeah, board showing 84-85 on the fastball and then the 72 curveball. Just Kind of a more of a crafty type lefty. That ball by Sue hit down the line just foul. So Sue hits one hard, but it ends up down in the corner. Foul. 
Here's the pitch. Sue again. This one stays fair down the line. That'll score another run. And Sue with a double. And the Cougars have scored two in the inning. So Sue with his second hit of the ball game. And now the head coach for Auburn out of the uh, dugout with McIntyre due up next for the Cougars. Butch Thompson, the head coach here for Auburn. Really a renowned pitching coach for most of his career, but uh, has come in here and and put together a very, very good team for the Tigers. Yeah, Mississippi State made a couple of big runs when he was their pitching coach. Rumor has it that they're they're trying to get him back next year as the head coach now that they have fired. They fired their head coach after one year just uh, two weeks ago. So interesting to see if he's still here next year or, or if he sneaks back over there next. I think he's from this area. I think he's, yeah. he's kind of based... Or it, I think he might have played at Auburn. But uh, anyway, a nice position to be in. Yeah, he especially wanted. in the SEC where money talks. There's a lot of high-paid head coaches in this area. McIntyre steps in. Runner at second base. McIntyre hits one up the middle. Second baseman gloves it. Throws the first. Not in time. McIntyre with an... Infield single. Good job by that second baseman, Jarvis, to save a run. If that had gotten past him, Sue would have scored easily with the good wheels he's got. So the Cougars with another base hit here in the inning. That's their fourth of the inning. Runners at the corners. Looks like they're going to do a pitching change. And that's going to be it for Glavin. Let's take a two-minute break. We'll be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for Auburn, number 18, Corey Herndon, a right-handed senior out of Marion, Arkansas. So Herndon into the ball game after Glavin. Cougars kind of hit him around a little bit with four hits in the inning. Cougars now with eight hits. They have runners at the corners. And Brennan Anderson, the leadoff hitter for the Cougars, will be up. BYU battling back here. They get right, bat right here for Brennan. Well, the crazy thing is if Brennan loses one here over the monster, it's a, it's a good, game. It is. And it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so Herndon on. Herndon, this will be his third relief appearance. He's gone uh, two and two-thirds, has uh, four strikeouts. Opponents hitting 111 against the senior out of uh, Arkansas. And Anderson will step in. First pitch up a little bit high for ball one. Well, the inning started out with back-to-back doubles by Favero and Hale. 
Clawson and Hill were retired before Sue and McIntyre both singled. And now Anderson stepping in. Here's the 1-0 pitch, a swing and a miss at a curveball. One ball and one strike. Here's Herndon's pitch. That hit him. Boy, got him right on the shoulder. Ran in on him, and uh, Anderson's hit by a pitch, so the Cougars are going to have bases loaded. And Schneeman's going to be up. Daniel Schneeman in the game has uh, one for three, singled his last time up. Come on, Daniel. Get a big hit right here. Daniel hitting uh, 233 as he steps in. I think they called a balk. They They called a balk on the pitcher. So a run scores for the Cougars. As Sue comes in from third base, home plays umpire made the quick call. And didn't see anything he did, but I'll take it. Maybe it was a double set or. Yeah, I didn't see for sure. I just heard him yell it out. Now he's asking. Now the uh, coach uh, from Auburn, that's uh, wants an explanation about what happened. As the Cougars have put three on the board here, now eight to four. Daniel could really make a hurt right here with a single. Yeah, runners at second and third base. I love a little chop ball down the left field line where the third baseman's playing so far over. Get a cheap double out of it. Schneeman steps in. And the first pitch to Daniel is outside ball one. Well, they've got the lights on in the ballpark. Uh, as uh, the sun's gone down completely here. Beautiful night for baseball here in Auburn. Pitches down low for a ball. 2-0 the count. I remember last year at Stanford they had these lights, and I remember how bright the playing surface was. Yeah. It looked like this. You don't really notice the lights, but the lights were much brighter there. They might have had more of them, but uh, they're centered on certain parts of the of the field. And to me, this ballpark's a little dark in the outfield. Yeah, it is in the outfield. It really is, especially when we were taking BP the first night we got here for practice. If you hit it really high, it's like, uh, where's it at? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Pitch to Schneeman on the inside corner. Three and one. Franklin on deck. Great time to hit right here. Schneeman takes the pitch up high, ball four. So base is loaded again for Kringlin now. As this is the ninth guy to come to the plate in the inning for BYU. So a hit batter and a walk and a balk have scored a run. And now Kringlin, as you mentioned, can really make it hurt. But uh, Butch Thompson out of the dugout, slowly moving out to the uh, mound to his right-hander Herndon. This is his third visit. This 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 inning it is. Yeah, so he should. Well, it's nah, only his it's, first it's, visit it, yeah, to this guy pitcher, to Herndon. Yeah. He made two visits yeah, to Glavin and took him out. 
Seeing the pros, I love it. They're going to limit. Uh, they're trying to push through yeah. uh, six visits per game. They're even talking by about by a catcher, yeah, and yeah. a coach. I Which believe. I love that, yeah. Because how many times you saw in the postseason a catcher just goes oh. out there and talks to him and seem like after every batter, yeah. It's a big time in the game right here. Well, Butch Thompson. Now he's going to him. Now he's going to make the move. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, now take a 10-second station ID break. Well, Cody Grinhill, a closer for Auburn, is into the ballgame here in the top of the sixth inning. Cody Greenhill, another one of these vaunted freshmen. He's a big kid. Wearing number 20, 6'4", 216, out of Russellville, Alabama. And he has gotten off to a tremendous start. Uh, four appearances, he's got one save. Has not given up a run yet. Has nine strikeouts in eight innings. Opponents hitting 200. And Keaton Kringlin steps in, and Kringlin hammers one deep foul. Might hit it up on the... Uh, almost. The, up. I think it might have. Did it, it make it? It hit it. It just bounced off the big pillar there. Yeah, the uh, the big parking garage where people have been hanging out the entire series. Free tickets. Kringlin swings and misses at a 91-mile-an-hour fastball. Yep. And quickly, Kringlin behind in the count. Oh and 2 was over his head there. That was a ball. Kringlin won it so bad here. Pitch to Kringlin. Again, a pitch out of the zone. Kringlin swings and misses. Big strikeout by the pitcher as the Cougars leave. The base is loaded. The Cougars score three runs. They get those three runs on five base hits. There were no errors. And three men left on base. We're through five and a half. Eight, four. Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the sixth. Josh Anthony will lead it off for Auburn against Alex Perrone. Perrone gave up a couple hits in the last inning, but uh, battled back and got a fly ball out to end the inning. And now uh, back out there in the sixth inning trying to keep these Auburn Tigers off the base paths. Cougars really had a chance to do some damage there. Against uh, these Tigers, first pitch high and tight. But Keaton Kringlin, you know, the first pitch, a strike, I think. It was, yeah. But the final two pitches were about shoulder high. Went after both of them. That's uh, not something you would think you'd see out of Keaton. And uh, unfortunately for the Cougars, bases were loaded at that point. And as we mentioned, boy, he put something in the gap or got a base hit. Cougars, well, they're still right back in it. They are, Down yeah. by four runs, yeah, but are. boy. That would have been a big momentum swing for BYU. Here's the 1-1 pitch from Perrone. Pitch down low for a ball, 2-1. Ball hit pretty well, deep left field. Kringlin going back. He's got it in his sights. He is under it, and he makes the catch for the out. Brett Wright now the hitter. 
Well, Perone, you know, Zimmerman, Perone. I, I mean, there's been some bright spots on the mound for the Cougars. Even though game one today was a disaster on the mound. But, uh, you know, there's been some guys that have there come has, out and yeah. thrown the ball pretty well. For sure. I definitely agree. A lot of guys we can count on. Just, you know, got to find the right bunch that wants to go out there day in and day out. First pitch to Brent Wright's over for a strike. Prone rent, you know, 89, 90, 91 is where he's kind of sitting with the fastball. If you can put that with a good breaking pitch and spot your pitches, you can be a very good college pitcher. Absolutely. Pitches down low. One ball and one strike. like to uh, congratulate the Cougar men's b- basketball team, 85-79 victory over San Diego today in the conference tournament. So they'll get St. Mary's on Monday, is that right? I believe St. Mary's, yeah, because uh, Gonzaga, the number one seed, would play the winner I think of the, the other San side. Francisco Pacific game right. today. Pitch uh, hits weakly out toward uh, Schneeman. He's got it. He throws the first for the out. So two men out here in the uh, sixth. And that will bring Jay Estes to the plate. Estes steps in. And a ball, another ball hit right at Schneeman. He's got it, throws him out easily. And Auburn retired in order here in the sixth. We're through six. 8-4. Auburn over the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU. And you're listening to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Nate Favero will lead it off for the Cougars. We go to the uh, seventh inning here in Auburn, Alabama. Favero takes the first pitch over for a call strike from Cody Greenhill. No balls and a strike to Favero. Cougars sent nine guys to the plate the last inning. Had bases loaded before uh, Kringlin struck out. Pitch to Favero's over for a strike. Greenhill, uh, as we mentioned, he's out of Russellville, Alabama. Ball fouled off. And the count remains at one ball and two strikes. Favero has seen so many uh, breaking balls this series that he let two good fastballs go to start this count. Here's a fastball. It's fouled straight back. Ball fouled off. Again, and uh, again, the count remains at one and two. Pitch to Favero, grounded down the first baseline, just foul. 
And the count 0-1-1 on the Cougar third baseman, Nate, or 1-2 uh, on the count uh, on Favero. Home opener next Thursday, 5 o'clock, BYU, Nebraska, Omaha. Five, Thursday, Friday at 5, Saturday at 11. Ball hit hard right at the shortstop, uh, Holland. He's got it, and he throws Favero out. One man out, Brock Hale steps in. Brock, six hits, five RBIs in this uh, doubleheader today. Six hits will do a lot for your average. He came in below 200. Now he's at almost 300. Came in with three RBIs on the year. He's now up to nine. And yeah, he's average up to 293. Or checked out eight RBIs. Does lead the Cougars with three home runs. And two of them here, big ballpark. In a place that's uh, not easy, necessarily easy to hit it out. A little easier than Hawaii last week, but I expect uh, by the end of the year, Brock will have somewhere between 15 and 20. Checked his swing, said he wow. did go around as they appeal it down to the first base umpire. Pitch to Hale. Ball hit hard down to the third baseman, Anthony, and he throws Hale out. Two men down. David Clausen steps in. Clausen is one for two with a walk. His hit came back in the second inning. So Clausen will step to the plate. Ball hammered down in the right field corner. That's going to be in for extra bases. David around first base, and he'll hold the second base with a stand-up double. Two-out double by Clawson. Well, we, you know, we both know how good this team offensively should be. And, uh, you know, Brock's kind of broken out of it. Kringlin's showing signs. Clawson's one of those kids that can literally carry a team for yeah. A game or two. For sure. Get all those guys seeing the ball, confidently swinging the bat. Uh, get Kyle Dean a little more confidence to get him a few more at-bats. I, I think this team, you know, with Sneem and Anderson, I mean, you just go right up and down the order. Yeah, absolutely. I think it could be a really good hitting team again this year. Just all got to get clicking together. First pitch to Hill is a curveball that drops in for a strike. You know, it took us about 20 games until about 20, the 20th game last year until we really started to get clicking as a team and then it was a fun run there at the end Hill hits the ball shortstop's got it on a couple of hops he throws the first for the out and the Cougars are retired here no runs one hit no errors one man left we're through six and a half eight four Auburn over BYU on your new skin BYU sports network Alex Perone still on the mound here as we go to the bottom of the seventh. Auburn eight, BYU four. And Edward Julian will be the hitter. He's uh, shown that he's uh, a mere mortal in this game as he's 0 for 2 with a walk. 
after putting eight RBIs up in the first couple of games. So Julian steps in, the number eight hitter in the order. He is the DH in tonight's ball game. Just a little bit after, about 6.15 here, central time in Auburn, Alabama. And Julian scores the bunt, takes the pitch up high, ball one. And for the first time all weekend, the flag is still no win whatsoever. A lot of terrible weather up farther up the East yeah. Coast, but down here it's been uh, pristine. That ball hit pretty well. Kringlin going back. He's there and makes the catch for the out. Ball hit hard by Julian. Kringlin had to go back and track it down, made the catch. Again, that little angle out there, he was heading right for it, and I'm sure that was in the back of his mind. Absolutely. Good play, though. Will Holland, the shortstop, is one for three with an RBI in the game. Kid can really play shortstop. Just makes every play. He reminds me of Schneeman. Yeah. They're much alike, even the way they feel the ball. They... Soft hands, good quick release. Throws always on the money, never a bad throw. He's out of Lawrenceville, Georgia. Pitches up a little bit high for a ball. Alex Perone in his third inning of work, high and tight. Back to the screen. This uh, Auburn team off to a tremendous start. They're 11-0 on the year. Last year, they were ranked as high as fourth in the nation. They were ranked in top ten most of the year. Wow. They lost some guys. But, boy, have they ever filled in the holes with some some, uh, outstanding-looking freshmen. Holland walks on the 3-1 pitch, and that will bring uh, Luke Jarvis to the plate. Luke Jarvis. With one man out. I would think the Cougars uh, do have a right-hander down throwing. I would think that is probably Zimmerman, but I'm not sure. Zimmerman threw less than 40 pitches yesterday. Coach Lidwood thought he would be available today if needed. Could be uh, Sudrath, too. Could be Jake Sudrath. There's a curveball. Gets up and over the top of everybody. Goes all the way back to the screen. And uh, David Lawson looks like the most shot guy in the ballpark. He really didn't react. That ball was over his head before he knew it, and then he kind of looked around like, what just happened? Yeah, no kidding. The runner moved up to second base on the wild pitch. And the Cougars right now, the, the problem is the, the bullpen on – Pretty much on empty right now. They use so many guys in game one. They're just hoping to get Perone through another inning or two here. That pitch is over for a strike. Yeah, it would be nice to go to some guys that you could count on right now, but they've all been used earlier. 
As you mentioned, Sudruth uh, threw a little bit last night, but he would certainly be available. Pitch is high and tight. Sudruth went one inning through uh, 12 pitches in last night's ball game. Two balls and a strike. As Jarvis steps back in, there's a fly ball right at Brock Hill. He's got it. Runner's going to try to advance. Here comes the throw, and he'll advance the third base on the fly ball out. Two men are out. And that will bring to the plate Stephen Williams. So Williams will step in. He is two for three today. And he goes against uh, Perron here in the bottom of the seventh with a man at third base and the first pitch. Good curveball over for a strike. That ball ripped the right base hit. Third hit of the day by Williams. Ball up against the wall. Williams is going to end up with a long double. Yeah, he runs pretty good, too. He does, yeah. His size. He really does. RBI double, 9-4 to four now the score. And that's going to be it for Perone. Let's take a two-minute break. We'll be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Drew Zimmerman, the new pitcher for the Cougars. We're in the bottom of the seventh here. Auburn up over BYU 9-4. Brendan Venter will be the hitter. All this guy does is just get up and get base hits. He is a phenomenal player. Hitting an even 500 now on the year. Three hits in tonight's game. And Venter had three hits in game one today. Runner at second base, two men down, and the first pitch gets slider off the hand of Drew Zimmerman, the freshman at Lehigh High School. And it's over for a strike. Venter steps back in, and that pitch is outside for a ball. Boy, you can just see, you know, the uh, the type of players, Williams and Venter. Uh, I mean, they're the two guys that really stand out to me. I mean, the shortstop's a good player, uh, but these two guys, I think, are, are guys that can take it to the next level. Yeah, it's a really special group they have, to be honest. Fastball just missed inside. Two and one to count. And then, you know, you look at the staff, and there's about three or four of those guys that you could see easily uh, getting to the next level. And the Cougars have the same type of guys, especially uh, some of the position players. Absolutely. A little bit down low for a ball. Have a ton of guys that are draft eligible this year, and a lot of guys that are. Looking at him. 
A lot of the crowd has gotten cold or tired and gone home. Pitches outside. So Venture with a walk. And that will bring Connor Davis to the plate. Davis, the cleanup hitter. He has one hit, two RBIs on the day. Davis's hit was a single in the third inning. He also had a sacrifice fly and drove in a run in the fourth. As Connor Davis will come to the plate. Auburn has scored one here in the bottom of the seventh. And Drew Zimmer, that ball gets away from Clawson. And runners get into scoring position at second and third base. Zimmerman in um, through 30 pitches in last night's game. Went two innings, gave up uh, three hits, no runs. Had a pair of strikeouts. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's, uh, I don't know where that missed. I don't know. I, I was going to say high, but like, yeah, looked like it was about thigh high. Two balls, no strikes. There's a pitch for a strike. Two and one the count. Zimmerman will work from the windup here with the runners at second and third base. Any chance to come back in this game, we got to keep them scoring right here. It's funny when you see a kid ball fouled off like a Zimmerman that's been a starter in high school. He's much more comfortable coming out of a windup. Yeah. Then you get a kid that's that's been in college a year or two and mainly been used as a reliever. They will always come out of the stretch. That's true. Yeah, they're just used to it more. Two balls, two strikes to Connor Davis. And here's Zimmerman's pitch. Ball hit out towards Sneeman. Daniels got it to long throw to first in plenty of time for the out. And the Cougar Zimmerman comes in and gets the ground out. One run. They got that one run on one base hit. There were no errors. One runner left on base. We are through seven complete now. 9-4 Auburn over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. And Sue steps in. First pitch loops one over the shortstop's head. Shortstop out there, and it pops out of his glove. We'll see what they do there, hit or air, but uh, Sue is on at first base. Cougars will take it. They're going to go base hit. So Brian Sue with his uh, second base hit in this ball game. And now McIntyre steps in. We'll see if that can get things going, rolling here a little bit for the Cougars in the eighth. Pitch to McIntyre is in the inside corner for call strike one. 
McIntyre one for three today in this game. And he was 0 for 2 in game one. I checked his swing on a pretty good curveball. It drops in for a strike. Mitch McIntyre, the uh, freshman out of uh, Stansbury High out in uh, the Tooele area. There's a ground ball foul. I like that kind of swing, that inside out by a kid with that kind of speed. Absolutely. Hit Hit that ball like that that, down that third baseline and... And run. You're going to beat it out every time. Yeah, absolutely. He's a battler, and that's right, right, right now why he's kind of winning that job in center because he's putting balls in play and, and and getting some things going when he's in the game. Here's a two-strike pitch. That's outside for a ball by Cody Greenhill. Cougars with uh, ten base hits now. As they have uh, swing and a miss. McIntyre fooled on the off speed. He strikes out. And that will bring uh, Brennan Anderson to the plate. Second baseman number three, Brennan Anderson. Anderson steps in with a runner at first base and takes a curveball over for a strike. Playing Anderson. Look how shallow that right fielder is playing Brennan. Unbelievable. Brennan's got some pop, and I'm telling you, Williams is. And he's moved in a couple of more steps. If they remember, Anderson hit one off the wall in center field in game one. Yeah. They get the Cougars right back in the ball game. And last year he hit two home runs to right field. So. Here's the 1 1 pitch. Anderson takes that one high and tight. So two balls, one strike, nobody out, or I mean one man out on the strikeout of McIntyre. And the pitch to Anderson, that ball's rocketed into left field, base hit, so Brennan with a base hit. His first hit of the ball game. And that will bring Schneeman to the plate. Daniel is one for three today with a walk. Shortstop Daniel Schneeman. Well, you got to love how the Cougars battle. I mean, yeah, they're fighting. first game was so deflating for this team, and then they fell behind three nothing, then eight to one after four innings, and they just you know they could have circled it up. And, Absolutely. But they battled back with. Uh, Three in the seventh, now nine to four, and uh, just one swing away from getting themselves right back in this. Yeah, I mean, we, we brought the tying run of the plate two innings ago that, and when we were down eight to four. So keep fighting, keep fighting. Here's the 0 1 to Schneeman. Ball hit into right field, base hit. Sue will score from second base. Nine to five now, the score. Sneeman with an RBI single. Sue scores easily. Anderson moves up to second base, and now Kringlin up there again with another opportunity. 
Yeah, the Cougars right back in this one. Just try to do too much his last at bat. He just needs to look for a single here. He was trying to hit a home run last time. Yep. You could see it. He was. Keaton steps in. First pitch, ground ball out toward the shortstop. Hit slowly. His only play to first base. So Kringling grounds out to the shortstop. Runners move up. So runners at second and third base for Favero. Yeah, Keat, sometimes it seems like he gets so anxious. Yeah, he does. That he swings at just about every pitch. We've seen him swing at the last four pitches that he's seen. I think he's better when he sits back. and Yeah, and two of those four were definite balls. Yeah. Big hit by Nate here. We need one. Favero steps in. First pitch outside, ball one. That right fielder still playing somewhat shallow with Nate up, and he's a power lefty. Pitch to Favero was well outside, ball two, and I'll guarantee you yeah, they don't want to yeah. they don't want Brock Hale coming to the plate with Favero at first base. So yeah. I think Nate's gonna get a pitch he can hit right here. Well I think that's why the coach is about to come out and talk, because he's like the last <laughs> thing you want to do is face the guy on deck with the bases loaded. So Butch Thompson in his third year here is gonna go out. And I think we pretty much got uh, what he's telling him. There is currently a no one. Well, they're out there sitting in the bullpen, but there's nobody throwing. Yeah. I just can't tell you how much I love the lighting system of these uh, LEDs with these shrouds on top. It's just, it's just amazing what a difference that well, makes. Well, what's fun is now. For us up here, when you look into the lights, it doesn't hurt your eyes like it does at our place. Exactly. You know, because everything's pointing straight down. But for that high pot fly, it makes it a little different, that's for sure. Favero back in. Here's the 2-0. That's down low, ball three. Boy, and I'll tell you, right here, I give uh, Favero the the red light, let him take a strike here with uh, Brock, and as good as he's been swinging it. And he does take a pitch, and it's on the outside corner. Three and one now. Here's Green Hill's pitch. That's inside, ball four. And here comes Brock Hale with bases loaded. And he is the potential tying run at the plate. He's already hit two home runs in this series. He's got six hits in the first uh, Two and a half games. This Hale has homered really, and doubled in this game. It's got really interesting right here. Cody Greenhill from the windup. Pitch to Hale, popped up. Center fielder right in his tracks. He's there, makes the catch for the out. Big, huge out for Greenhill. Cougars get one. They get that one run on three base hits. There were no errors, and three big runners left on base. We're through seven and a half, nine five Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Josh Anthony steps in against Drew Zimmerman. First pitch up high, ball one. Well, the Cougars have left 12 men on base in this ball game. They've left bases loaded twice in the last three innings. 
with the guys you want up there, Kringlin yeah. and Hale, yep. and just couldn't come through. Or this game could be totally different than a four-run contest. Here's the 2-0 pitch to Anthony, and that one's over for a strike. Brock swinging at the first pitch, just lofted one. Easy play for the center fielder to end the last half inning. 2-1, that's up high for ball three. Well, and the frustrating part about those two at-bats you talked about with Hale and Kringlin is they're just not good swings that you want in that situation with guys that you trust and need to come through. Swing and a miss. Count goes full. Josh Anthony, a senior out of Columbus, Georgia. Third baseman for Auburn. And here's Zimmerman's pitch. Ball hit out towards Sneeman. You don't have to worry when the ball's hit to him. He throws the first for the quick out. He just looks, makes it look so easy. Really does. I heard one of our former shortstops, Hayden Nielsen, is helping out at Salem Hills this year in the coaching staff. Brett Wright steps in. Popped up foul over the Cougar dugout. One ball, one strike, one out. Pitches up high, ball two. Well, you know, this game at least restores, I think, some of the confidence and faith in that For team sure. down there. For After sure. After that first uh, game debacle where things just couldn't have gone more wrong for the Cougars. Fly ball, easy play for McIntyre. He is uh, under it, and he'll make the catch for the out. But, uh, you know, I mean, in, and the game's not over yet, don't get me wrong, but at least I think the Cougars have got to feel a lot better about themselves in this performance Absolutely. in this game. Still, you'll, you'll leave here knowing that oh, you just left so much on the table and, you know, game one and game three, the games you had a chance to win. But at the end of the day, you can build off some of the good things. J.S. steps in, fly ball, right field, right at the right fielder, Brock Haley, makes the catch, and the Cougars retire Auburn in order here in the eighth inning. We'll go to the ninth, 9-5 Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We go to the ninth inning. Cougars' uh, last chance here. They're down 9-5. And David Clausen will step in. Boy, with uh, Auburn looking to go 12-0 if they can get out of this with uh, three outs. First pitch over for a strike. Clausen, Hill, and Sue do up. Clausen kind of checked his swing, fouled it straight back. For a strike, and uh, David behind in the count clear quickly, 0-2. Pitch to Clausen, fouls 
Fouled off. Straight back. And the count remains at 0-2. Clawson uh, has his two for two or two for three in the ball game. Noah Hill coming up next is 0 for 4. And Sue also has three hits. Clawson swings and misses at a pitch. Up in his eyes. Goes down. One man out. Noah Hill steps in. Noah hitting 231 in very limited plate appearances this year. And the first pitch to Noah is fouled up into the seats. Hill, uh, this will be his 14th appearance at the plate. He's got three hits. And three total bases. That ball's hit into center field. That ball is going to drop. So the first hit of the ball game for Noah. And Brian Sue, who is three for four with an RBI, and he scored two of the Cougars. Five runs will come up. Number 13, Brian Sue. So Brian's nice to have him on the mid. I know he's a little under the weather in Hawaii. It's nice to have that bat back. That ball hit very well. Left fielder going back on the track right in front of the wall makes the catch. Well, I thought that ball might get to the wall. Yeah, so did I. I think maybe a little earlier in the day when it was might a little have, yeah. warmer, might have got it there. Might have. Two men out. And the Cougars down to their last out. McIntyre will step in. Pitches outside for a ball. Noah Hill, they're playing behind him at first base with that left-handed hitter up there. Pitches down low. Auburn, um, very impressive. Yeah, they're a really good team. You got to come in here and play really good baseball to beat them. Pitch to McIntyre. That ball is looped foul. Down the line in left. Left fielder coming over. It lands about a row into the seats. Yeah, and in today's doubleheader, we just gave them way too many free bases. Yeah, the first game was just got out of hand. Yeah. Just uh, Hayden Rogers didn't have his good command. Bullpen came and just kind of poured lighter fluid on the fire with the, with the walks, 12 Free bases given up to a team like this, you're not going to win. Two and one to McIntyre. Pitch is over for a strike. McIntyre steps back in. Here's the pitch. Strike three called on the inside corner. And the Cougars lose as they get swept by Auburn here in game three by a score of nine to five. We're going to send it back for a quick timeout. Be back with a post game after a 90-second break on your new skin BYU Baseball Radio Network. That's the last out. 
strike. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Okay, back here in Auburn, Alabama. Cougars get swept by a very good Auburn team this weekend. We're going to keep this postgame very short as the Cougars uh, need to jump on a bus. They've got about a two-hour drive into Atlanta, which is uh, Eastern time zone, then up for an early morning. They've still got to shower and get something to eat. So we're, we're going to call it from here a, a good uh, series. Uh, Auburn, and uh, really a special baseball team, as uh, uh, – They've really got things turned around here. Butch Thompson's done a nice job with this team. And uh, two of the better pitchers you'll see in America on a college staff we saw during this uh, three-game set here in Auburn, Alabama. We'd like to thank uh, uh, Tuckett Slate for his great work. Thank uh, Cole back at the BYU Studios for his great work. A long day of baseball here in, uh, in Alabama. We'll be joining you again next Thursday evening, 5 o'clock, home opener, Nebraska-Omaha visiting BYU. So make sure you join, come and join and uh, support the Cougars at their home opener at Larry Miller Field in, uh, in Provo. With that, we'll say so long from Auburn, Alabama.